Welcome to Lead Gen Nation with your hosts, Sean McCormick and Ryan Drummond. All right, welcome to the podcast today. We have on the show a guest that we met at Andrew Warner's Scotch Tasting event, uh, which was an industry party at Many Chats Conversations 2018 conference in Austin, Texas, which was an event that uh, changed the course of our business and our lives for Sean and I. Um, and this guest here that we are have on the phone, he single-handedly was responsible for ultimately convincing us to join Bot Academy and is now our Bot Academy coach, Mr. Stephen Burdine. Welcome to the show, man. How you doing? I'm great, Ryan. Thanks for the intro, man. Yeah, that Scotch night was awesome. Like that, <laughs> I, that was just so much fun. Wow. Andrew I, Warner I, knows how to throw a party. <laughs> he does know how to throw a party. It was, it was. I was like a little fanboy, um, like as if I was seeing, a, you know, one of my like childhood heroes. Sean and I were walking through the convention floor, and I've been listening to Andrew Warner since he start started his podcast. And he walked no by. No way, and said, Andrew Warner. Andrew Warner. <laughs> like, he's like, come to our, come to the Scotch tonight, which I'm sure he's inviting everybody because it's a, it's like a top of funnel lead generation source for Bot Academy. But Sean was like, "Who's Andrew Warner?" And I was like, "Oh my god, Andrew Warner!" <laughs> I'm like, "This guy's gonna have us arrested for stalking." <laughs> yeah, man. I, Andrew got me in from the beginning. He was, uh, he was a. He was doing some light coaching for another program I was involved with, and he started talking about these chatbots, and I was like, I have to do that. That's the thing. That's where I'm going to start getting some momentum. Well, I, I wanted to ask you about that because you – I remember very clearly that night where I was saying, you know, I've been listening to Andrew for a long time, and when I was a, a premium a Mixergy listener, so I paid for the for the kind of the Facebook group and to get – deeper access into tutorials uh, of, from all different you know, teachers. And mm. uh, I, I remember saying to you, when, Bot, when he came up with Bot Academy, he had his first class that, I was, that was offered to me because I was a premium Mixergy. And I thought about it and ultimately decided not to go forward. And mm-hmm. then the next class came about, and I think it was a little bit more expensive. And I was like, oh, I should have done it before. And I thought about it, and I passed it again. <laughs> <laughs> and then you were like, yeah, you should do it, because it absolutely changed my life. You were so excited and all in on the concept. And, and you know, after hearing all the slides at the conversational um, conference, uh, you know, I was, I was very intrigued. But I'm curious, what was your life before and why you know like what what was that transition like for you why'd you do it oh man i love that yeah so i i was in film i was in the most random career ever i was an assistant director in film which is you don't know what that is it's like on-set management so those the ad's do the shoot schedules and tell everybody where they have to be and you know cue actors, call action, set the background, all that stuff. And I was working in like major motion pictures in, in Toronto. And if you don't know anything about film, it's, it can be like 14 to 18 hour work days on average. And uh, I just kind of fell into it after university. I kind of was like, hmm, 
what do I want to do? Oh, that seems kind of cool and looks good. I'm going to try that. You know, I had a friend who was doing it and uh, it was pretty lucrative. So I just jumped in. And six years later, I absolutely hated it. Every day was just so brutal. And, um, you know, and in Canada, you know, it's a little bit cold here from time to time. And working on shows like Hannibal in the middle of the night uh, in in the woods uh, in January isn't very fulfilling. <laughs> um, so, uh, so I just kind of, I had always really wanted to be an entrepreneur since I read four hour work week and university. Yeah. And I tried a few things and just completely fell on my face and just didn't have the mindset for it. Um, and, uh, and one day uh, I had a really a great friend do this self-development seminar called landmark forum. Have you ever heard of that? No, I have not. Well, it's this really cool seminar. It's like three days. And they basically, you know, the result you get is you basically just drop all your baggage and like all this, all your fears and things that keep you small. And so he had done this. And within six months, he met the love of his life, moved to the U.S. and got a visa to work and started a business. And I was like, whoa, like, how did you do that? Like he was in film too. So he just like got out. It was like anybody who gets out of film, everybody just gives them a slow clap. <laughs> it's like it's, <laughs> it's it's so hard. This is so so complicated. And he did it, and I was like, I was super inspired. So when he came back to visit. He kind of we had a little moment where I was like, I hate this. I'm angry all the time. You know, this is just doesn't feel like I meant what I meant to do. And I better I better figure it out now because otherwise I'll never figure it out. And, uh, and so I took that seminar and then I did, uh, I started like be getting open to other possibilities. And I start, I took this, um, really great course called the foundation, which is led by Dane Maxwell. And I it just so happens, one. you know, Dane. Yeah. He's I, well, great. I listened so, to him on a podcast I, on Andrew Warner's podcast and, and I've, or maybe it was Pat Flynn, but I know of his foundation, but you actually went to it. Yeah, I went through it and I, and he did definitely, I didn't, I don't know if I heard him. I mean, him and Andrew have done a bunch of stuff together, but I definitely heard his Pat Flynn uh, podcast yeah. where he spoke about solving pains with software and not having a passion for business, but having a passion for helping people and solving problems. I had actually started a SaaS that failed miserably for film just off hearing that podcast. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and, and basically I was, what would happen is he, Andrew actually was doing a, a couple of the coaching calls. So I don't know what arrangement he had with them, but he was on a coaching call every couple months. And that's where I started learning entrepreneurship, copywriting, some sales calls, like just connecting with people over business, support, like, you know, that kind of entrepreneurial mindset. And then Andrew popped up, but I couldn't really build a SaaS. Like I didn't, I was too nervous for sales calls. I didn't really like, I couldn't figure it out. I was, I would just, you know, it was just scary. You know, I'd never been in business, right? I was in film sets. It's a totally different world. Um, and then Andrew started talking about this chatbot thing. And I was like, okay, I think that's the thing. That's where I can get my foot in the door and like start seeing some success. Yeah. Um, so I went on a little tangent there, but that, that's, that's the no, thing. No, that was it, the story. Yeah. It, it's, it actually, it's, so as you know, I, I, along with Prospect America, we're also, uh, Sean and I are involved with the athlete books of company I founded. And, um, we help college athletes kind of after sports connect jobs and, and what they should be doing in life. And I spoke to a team last mm-hmm. night and you brought something up that's so 
uh, just hit uh, kind of what I touched on last night was when you're, when you're young out of college and you're not really sure what you should do, even while you're in college, the most important thing is understanding what type of personality type you are and what type of industries, jobs, work environments align to your core personality traits. Because if mm. you don't study that ahead of time, what ends up happening is you take the first thing that kind of comes your way. And then you, because you have the traits of an athlete, you know how to grind. And, and Steven, I know that you play, you know, basketball and baseball and several other sports. You'll, you mm -hmm. will do well at it. You'll excel at it, but you're excelling at something that you're not supposed to be doing. And then what ends up oh, happening man. is like you become this miserable person and then you have to make this change or you just grind it out forever and you're just miserable in your life. And we only have such a short time on this earth. Let's be doing something that we, we want to be doing. So first of all, that's awesome that you took the steps, you know, back then to say, I need to make a change. And now you, you found obviously what you love to do. Cause I can tell your passion for it when we're on these calls. And the one thing that I've appreciated and admired about you is that, when we go through our calls, generally how the Bot Academy calls are is that, you know, you talk about a win that you had, which everybody goes through, and then everybody asks the question. And the coach, uh, which Stephen is, uh, will we'll try to answer that question as best it can. What I've appreciated is that you you jump into the person's shoes, right? You, you like embody their situation. And you, it's like you just start brainstorming. You're coming up with like all these great ideas for the person that they could, you know, then take and run with. But also everybody else on that call is like, oh, I could use that for my use case, you know. So <laughs> that, that's been awesome. Tell us now, like, so you you made the transition. What exactly is it, is bots for you? I mean, how are you using it? Tell us a little bit about your business and the name of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, just before that, I, the one word that you just said, alignment, I feel like that can take people their entire lives to really mean, understand that word. Yeah. But like, it, it, there couldn't be more true what you said about alignment, uh, uh, because you, you can ignore it or you can embrace it. Um, so that, that's an awesome point. I love that you shared that. And thank you for, uh, yeah, I love, I, I, that's one of the, that's, that's really, for me, my business is on spot automation. And we help businesses start more more meaningful conversations with their customers. And um, and what are bots to me? I mean, really, it's it's a it's a really great business for learning people's problems and how to solve them and get them to the next level. And that's where I get a lot of my fulfillment and my enjoyment. I mean, it could be bots. It really could have been anything. You know, bots are the method. And I think they're super effective and fun because there is that conversational aspect to it where you're trying to create a feeling in people and get them a result. So I love working with coaches, um, you know, like life coaches, grief coaches, these types of people, because I can tell, you know, I know I've had some great coaching in my life that have helped me in a big way. So being the person who can kind of begin that relationship with that coach um, has brought me a lot of satisfaction and in, in being of service. Um, well, what about, and, yeah. and you, you help coaches, but you you, you're, you're servicing some large corporates right now. I know you're seeing a lot of success in the automotive industry. Mm. How are, how are yep. the larger corporates um, 
leveraging uh, bots? Yeah, great, great question. So, yeah, we're also dealing with a couple uh, big corporations, um, uh, like in the automotive industry. And, you know, ways they're leveraging bots is by putting their promotion, taking their promotions to the next level. Um, you know, there's this huge trend where we've seen that consumers want to connect with a business through chat over anything else. And they and it's gotten to the point where they almost, they basically expect that a business will have that option for them. Yeah. Um, and so when it exists in Messenger where they're already talking to their friends and their family it's, and then they can go get them, you know, buy something or they can go and get their problem solved, um, it makes it really easy. So on that level, customer service, getting questions answered quicker, um, being able to show show consumers array, an array of options really fast and even buy in chat. Um, and the biggest success in automotive dealers has definitely been promotions, though. Um, running Facebook ads to promotional flows uh, in chat where you can educate the customer on the promotion, take qualifying information, and then send it to the dealership um, has been a huge win. When you go on to Facebook pages of large companies and you're seeing, you know, I guess this is, I mean, this is what I've noticed is that I go into large companies or large organizations and they have a bot there. I just see that they're not using it to its fullest ex extent. I'm like, man, mm. if they would just listen to me, <laughs> I could get them, <laughs> you know, more clients. More more sales and, and a larger group of subscribers, and and they would be able to educate people over time. Like, what are you seeing as like the common mistakes of how companies are misusing the messenger platform? Yeah, that's a great point. So uh, I think some things people are misusing are um, they're sending they're not they're not really focused on the conversational component and making it fun. They're sending walls of text and. They're just, they're just, they have a mindset of like, what can we get instead of like, what can we give? And yeah. Messenger is great for what can we give? Uh, it's a great way to teach, educate on all of your services, build trust, and that leads to sales. You know, like consumers are a lot wiser now. Like they know when they're being sold to and when they're sold to too quickly, there's a reaction. Like they don't want to do business with those types of, with businesses that are kind of hard selling them. So it's a great way to kind of nurture the audience. And that, that I think is something that is being missed when you look at what a lot of big corporations are doing with chat. I forgot who said it. It either was on a bot call or at the conference, but it's like, it's very similar to if you're at a backyard party and you start talking to somebody and the, the, the way that conversation should go is what we learned again from the, uh, the HubSpot speaker conversations 2018 is asking mm. good binary questions right? And that's, that's where the, the dialogue happens, right? But if you are on, if you give something away, like a PDF lead magnet, or you ask a question and it's like, you want to buy this? You know, you're going to try to get out of that conversation as quickly as possible. Um, mm -hmm. Or if you're at a, if you're, you know, shopping for clothes and you have a, a, some, a salesperson in that store who's really pushing to, to sell you something, you're like, get me out of the store. You know, so I think that that, those same concepts should carry over into your messenger strategy. Absolutely. And you know what? I, this is what I actually say on a lot of sales calls too. Like imagine you're at a shopping mall and you're, you're going into the Nike store. And, you know, for me, I'm going to Nike store. I know I'm going to get basketball kicks. And 
maybe there's a sales associate comes right up to me like, oh, hey, how can I help you? Can I get you anything? You're like, yeah, show me the kick. Let's go. And uh, and they're like, oh, right over here. What what size are you? Like, let's get you hooked up. And you're like, oh, that guy was awesome. He helped me right out. He showed me where what I was looking for really quickly. Um, and that's one context. And yeah. in another context, you're just browsing and you don't really want to talk to anybody. You're just kind of looking around. And that same kid actually might feel to a lot of people a little bit annoying. Like, you know, he comes around, hey, can I help you? No, I'm good. Thank you. Just looking around. And then, and then, you know, comes back in two minutes. Hey, you, you know, did you find what you're looking for? Can I help you? No, it's okay. You know, and I think, I think chat and messenger in general is a great way to meet people where they're at, segment the audience so that you know whether they're a hot, warm, or cold lead. And that's, uh, that's just another thing that I think big businesses are missing. They're just, they're just unloading, you know, promotions. Just hey, buy this. They're treating it like an email list, and it really isn't that. All right. I kind of want to get into your process a little bit, you know, because one of the things that I kind of piece together, see, when I, when I get into a conversation with somebody that uh, interests me, I generally don't forget what happened during that conversation. And I remember somehow we ended up talk that night talking about that you had a bad back. And I remember saying, how, how did your back get bad? And we, we shared an X. I have a bad back. Sean has a bad back as well. You know, and you're mm-hmm. a tall guy, and you're like, I, I think my back hurt because I'm always looking down in my conversations. You know, and that hurt my back. Mm-hmm. So, what, and I, I, you said, gotta go to a chiropractor. I mean, like, you were as convincing for me to go to a chiropractor as you were for me to, for us to join Bot Academy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, well, you know, several calls later, you were answering a question, and you started talking about how you have now offered, um, you know, a bot service to your chiropractor. So I'm curious about your, <laughs> your process because it seems like you're, you're living your service, you know, you're where, wherever you can, you know, present it. How are you getting clients? Like what is your method for sharing your service, uh, you know, and, and so that it's successful and approachable because it seems like you're seeing a lot of success with new clients. Yeah, for sure. So, this actually came up the other day on the, on an Andrew Warner interview um, on how, how I got my first client. And, and for me, I'm on, I'm on like a, I don't do a lot of cold outreach anymore. I definitely started out doing that a lot in terms of sending, you know, cold emails to people I don't know to see if they could, you know, look at a demo or get on a call. It didn't always feel an alignment for me. So what I do is I just love having connection calls and networking and, and having little partnerships. So I have a series of people who, who white label my service, who, and then I have others who pay referral fees, um, who have large networks, who... Hold on. So yeah. not to yeah. gloss over that. What, what's, what's your white label service? How does that work? Sure, yeah. So, so basically companies with, or marketing agencies who have a lot of clients but don't offer... Um, chat bot services or messenger marketing, um, I'll have a re- an existing relationship with them where they either fully manage a client and upsell a chat service as if it's theirs, where they get a percentage to manage the client. And then I, and on a, on a setup and maintenance basis, and then I basically provide the service and only, ha- only have to deal with them. So even if they have like 10 customers, and they upsell chat to all 10 and I'm, I'm actually having those messenger funnels built and managed. Um, 
they will manage the client and then and then it basically is a service they offer to anybody that comes through the door. That makes sense? Got it. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then uh Sean, do you have any questions about that or are you good? I don't have anything about that, but I'd like to circle back at some point about the cold outreach and, and the connection calls he has. Well, he, he's not doing yeah. much cold outreach right now. Right? No, I know. I know. So I wanted to, you know, for those that are listening, you know, a lot of people on our podcast do a lot of prospecting and a lot of, a lot of cold re- outreach. And Stephen said that he does a lot of connection calls and networking now. So my question mm-hmm. to Stephen was, how do you differentiate the two? What, what's a connection call versus like a cold outreach or a prospecting call? Oh, yeah, that's, I love that. So, so the difference to me is that when you get on a call with someone who doesn't know you, who, who you got an email from who knows where, and they jump on a call, there's a lot more skepticism on their part, right? Like they're, they're feeling you out. Is this, is this a really great offer? You know, they don't, they, there's no connection uh, from the start. So when I think of a connection call, it's because I try to help at least one person every day in, you know, Facebook ad groups or ClickFunnels group or chatbot groups. And what happens is I end up connecting with other people doing, you know, other services. And I, it's, it's amazing to me to this experience has blown my mind because I didn't even think this was a thing. Like, it's hard to imagine this, but what ends up happening is people just start to know you for what you do. And they just start saying, Hey, I know this guy, he has a marketing agency. He doesn't know anything about messenger marketing. (laughs) He'd love to just talk to you. And I'll, I'll just jump on a call with them just to riff and have some fun and connect. And since they got on the call with, through a mutual acquaintance, it's a much warmer feeling. It feels like you're, you're connecting and networking and, and, you know, it feels more like the beginning of a friendship than a beginning of a business relationship. And I feel like they should be more the same than maybe some people might expect to be only professional or only friend. I, I kind of like to merge that and, and consider it more of a, and that's why I call it a connection call. And then what ends up happening is anybody they know who ends up, you know, I explain the service and anybody they know that kind of fits that bucket that I'm trying to attract, they end up just sending into my world. They just fall from it's the like sky. It's like, like such a, like a mind blowing concept. Okay. I'm going to help people. And then my business <laughs> is going to increase. Like, I feel like we just don't think like that. And like enough as, as humans getting into yeah, that. And Sean, mindset, when you say it, it's like, yeah, it's a no brainer. It is. But so Stephen, let me ask you this and, and we'll get back to the bots in a moment. Did you have to practice helping so, like one person every day for a little bit and then it came naturally? Or was that just your, your national per, like natural personality? Uh, I think that my personality, I, I consider it very fluid. I, I'm someone who, who intentionally looks and tries to notice for beliefs that don't serve me anymore so I can drop them. Or like, what's a story that maybe served me in the past that doesn't serve me now? I have this great friend who's a transformative coach. And I, I get the gift of talking to him all the time. And I, and I feel like through those conversations, it's really allowed me to, to notice what feels good, right? And so I've, I, there's, this, there's this great coach named Mastin Kip, and he posted this one day where he said, if you want to be wealthy, solve problems. If you want to be happy, be of service. And if you want love, be love. And I'll never forget that. And I think I was feeling, I, I just had started kind of, Paying my own way in a sense with my business, like just creeping over that number of where you're spending and you know, and you're not going into debt anymore and you're making with your entrepreneurship more than what you spend each month. And I just felt so grateful 
And I kind of realized that choosing happiness first leads to the abundance and to the big success. And it's not like the other way. I think most people think it's conditional. Like when I get, you know, 15K a month, then I'll be happy. Whereas Mm -hmm. what I've learned is it's more like when I choose happiness and fulfillment and helping others, then you jump to 15, 20, 25K per month and more. So when I kind of made that distinction through that evolution, it just started becoming more and more natural. And, and, I, and I, I just really doubled down and doubled down, if that makes sense. I love it. That's like a whole nother podcast. I know. I'm like, <laughs> which, that's which like... rabbit hole should we jump into? <laughs> I'll let you do that. I love time. it, baby. Show them at me. This, I, I'll talk all day. Come on. I think you need to be a frequent guest on the show because this is some gold right here. Uh, oh, thank you. I have a question though about that. contact calls. Do you do any screen sharing there? Do you show them a demo on that call or is it only if they ask and then it's like, Hey, do you want to jump on a screen share? Like, how, what's your process for that? It can be two ways. Like I, I try to always have them on zoom because I, I just enjoy seeing the other person um, and like being able to read them. And, you know, I think that creates more connection and just kind of, over the phone type of thing. But uh, basically, I think it depends what kind of business they are. If it's someone who wants a bot for their business, then usually I'll do a discovery call where I'll kind of find out what they're doing. I'll ask a few questions like their promotion, their high ticket items, what would make it the biggest win for them, you know, some something about their budget. And then I don't try to sell on the first call. You know, it's 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 kind of like a first date. Like I don't I don't necessarily want to close on that first call because I see I don't want to create that emotion where it's like they're skeptical of me I want to I want to be a trusted authority so even if I lose some people through the process that's okay with me so I'll, I'll get that information on the first call yeah yeah second step is basically I'll create a map of what the ideal chat experience looks like for them and then I'll get on a sales call where I'll show them the map, get feedback, and if it's a perfect fit, then I'll you know I'll invoice them and I'll and I'll make that sale on that call. So that's so one of my three-step approach. I use um, Bubble.us. It's uh, you know some people prefer Funnelytics, which is really great too because you get to attach UTM codes to the funnel and they'll actually track the user experience. Um, which is really cool. But for these, I use Bubble. There's it's kind of it's colorful and it's expansive and it, I find it looks really good and it's, it gives off a more fun vibe. But, yeah. So that so is like that kind one. of like your proposal. You know, it's funny because I said on the call the other day, I mean, it's been exciting recently because we've included bots more into our proposal and we're using PandaDocs, mm. which, we've, what we, which we've enjoyed because of the template feature. Um, mm-hmm. But the, what, where I'm hesitant is I'm like, this is just a lot of words on the page. And like, unless I'm creating a Canva image, it's still small. I, I'd love to give, give, you said bumble.us or bubble? Bubble. No, he's not trying to find the, I don't think Bumble. That's a dating site. <laughs> no, I don't think my uh, partner would enjoy that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, bubble. Yeah, because, you know, it's interesting because I do have a colleague who likes using better proposals, kind of like Panda. And, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of written words and, and I find, I, I don't know, I don't necessarily, I haven't really tried that to be honest. And I, I don't know that it's, just, it doesn't feel as fun to me. It feels like, you know, reading something like that feels boring. Um, whereas like, I want to create something that's kind of fun 
and where they can see their business at a high level in a new experience and, and understand it and feel like they understand it and feel good about it. And I feel, I, I, that's, so that's kind of what I want to create. So I, I find it works better with a map. So do you have a, a master one that you kind of, um, that, that allows you to quickly put something together for every new client? Mm, yeah, I, I work in a lot of different markets, so I'll I'll, pro, I'll usually start off of the last one in that market and tweak it um, so that it kind of saves time and I'm not kind of starting from scratch because what, kind of, what I've learned in, you know, growing in a lot of markets, because at the beginning when I started, messenger marketing wasn't big enough to just niche down and pick a market. There wasn't enough awareness within the market, in my opinion. Now it's growing, but what ended up happening is that that huge pain of being in multiple markets has now kind of become a strength because I feel like I'm really aware of pain points in multiple markets. So I'll have my, you know, ideal setup for, you know, four or five markets that I like to be in, and then I'll just work off those. Gotcha. So as you grow and your business is growing, more clients, uh, you have you have bot builders now that are working for you. Um, you know, with more success comes more tasks, comes more distractions. What's your method for staying focused so that you're doing the most important things, you know, first in your day? I love that question. So I just went to uh, my great friend Sonny Durante is a is a coach, and I just went to his men's retreat. And uh, it was amazing. Everybody got this amazing result. And one of the things I took from it is what he calls superhero habits. And so we, we basically created our epic vision and then an implementation plan. And through that, wrote out what we want our life to look like in three months from the context of it already having happened. And so the superhero habits start with reading that three pages every morning and then you know i find that that just that little habit just kicks off my day where all of a sudden i'm on my laptop and i'm just taking action and working and it all feels good and fun um and then the other habits are movement so right after that i'll, I'll walk the dog and have some movement and then there's a meditation piece and at the end of the night you know i have a partner kim who we do this thing three for three and it's basically three things that three good things that happened that day, three things you want to be acknowledged for and three things you're grateful for. And it creates this like it really conditions you to have this kind of positive energy and uh, um, and momentum. And I find that that helps because you're uh, you totally nailed it. Like the tasks do build up like the type of tasks change. Um, yeah, dude, I I do that with my kids every night is uh, I put one of them in bed. I alternate each night. And I'll ask them, I'll say, what are the three best things that happened to you today? And they just light up when I ask that question because they know that they get to share their day. And then after mm. that, after that, they go to bed with a, a big smile on their face. And it's such a powerful tool, tool to use. I love that. When I have kids, I'm definitely doing that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I realize that we're pretty much at that time. And I feel like Sean and I could talk to you forever. Um, you, what what can we help promote? Is there anything that I know you mentioned you have something for uh, the listeners? Go ahead. Yeah, for sure. So I know, you know, we've talked a lot about business and life, but also chat messenger marketing and chat bots. And, you know, if you, you know, I know that one thing that 
obviously through this call is probably one of the most apparent things is the impact of Andrew Warner and Bot Academy. So I know that I'm not sure exactly the um, how this works in terms of the um, steps, but I'll, I have a link that can lead people to some more information on the Bot Academy course and uh, a link to a webinar where Andrew often brings on students to share their success and uh, teaches some chatbot stuff. And so I'd love to provide that to every, all the listeners um, if, they, if they're interested in getting into that stuff uh, to click that link and get that information so that they could uh, potentially, if it feels like a fit, jump into that course. Yeah, no, and you know, for us, it's been very transformative. All right. Well, Steven, I can't wait to day. connect with you again. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Me too, guys. What a great time. Thanks for having me on. Perfect. Well, carry the good vibes into the weekend, my friend. Thanks so much, Ryan. Appreciate it, dude. Talk uh, soon. Stay classy, Toronto. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>